Welcome to this Sunday morning's message podcast from Kingdom Faith. Good morning, uh, everybody. Um, if you didn't hear it, my name is Andrea, and I'm very glad to be standing here and talking to you. I first want to pray, actually. Um, just, I just want to just close your eyes. I'm just going to talk with God for a minute. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you, Father, that your love is right now here. Father, thank you for for who you are. Father, thank you that you are a father. A father who cares. A father who loves, a father who, who, wants, who wants each one of us. Father, thank you that you're here and I open my heart for you, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to do this morning, have your way. Yes, 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 yes. Just open your heart right now. Because God wants to speak to each one of us. Maybe it's one word, maybe it's a ten, but he wants to speak because he's a father and he will never let us down. He will never let you down. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Right. Um, I'm just going to first share a little bit of a story. Um, before I actually get uh, into the message, um, because I'm very glad to stand here. And this afternoon, I will be flying to Holland because, well, it is a nice thing, but actually it's not a very nice thing because my granddad died on last Wednesday. And it's, not, it's no pity or whatever, it's, it's all he's with God. But I just want to share something from his life that really will be stuck with me for the rest of my life. Uh, he was 89 and his life has been a life he spent with God. He, his, he, he believed in God. He walked with God. Yes, his walk was sometimes up and down and yes, he, he sometimes found it hard. But his last words to me is incredible. Because I wasn't there, like I'm in England and he lives in Holland. Um, and he has been quite ill for the last actually month, so it's not that long. Um, so last, not last Friday, but the Friday before, my parents, they texted us and they said, okay, it's, it's, it's kind of at the end of his life. Please come and say goodbye. And I wasn't able to say goodbye because I'm here and I couldn't just fly over. And I didn't know, we didn't know when he was going to die. So I said to my mum, uh, please, can you, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to, send a voice note. A voice note is we've got um, messages on our mobile and you can say something and that will send to somebody else. So I sent something to my mom and I just said, you know, granddad, thank you so much for who you are. I will see you in heaven. Then he sent me something back and this is it, it, incredible because it were a few, three sentences. He said, three, uh, dear Andrea, um, all the best for you. And then he said, God's way is the best way. You know, he was on his deathbed. 
he was in so much pain and he was so like he said God's way is the best way you know so for all of you you know whatever situation you're in God's way is the best way it is God is is everything you need and we need him and he's the best way and and I will treasure this I will I, I said to myself, like, oh, I want to tattoo it on my arm or something. I want to be a dot worry. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, it's so important. God's way is the best way. So just aside to the message. So this message this morning is about victory for other people. We talked about two weeks ago, victory for yourself. How can we live in victory? Last week, it was victory in relationships. And now, today, it's victory for others. And it says in um, Isaiah 60, it says, Arise and shine. Arise and shine. And I'm going to explain a little bit this next half an hour. How can we arise and shine for God, for other people? Because it says it in the Bible, Arise and shine for your light has come. It's time for us as a church. I kind of had it as a song this morning. Church, arise. People, arise. There is so much in our hearts, in God's heart, that he wants to express to others. But we have to be ready. You have to be ready to to go and arise. You know, I I can't just arise sitting on my chair. Arise. That, that That doesn't do anything. Doesn't it? When arise is a moving, it's a going, it's a, it's, a, it's a walking, running forward. And that is what God wants us to do. Arise, stand up and walk and run and run and run. That is what he, he wants us to do. So how, how can we do that? I'm going to unpack it a little bit. And arise, it's not just for us, it's for the people next to us. Because when you arise, it says in, in, this, uh, in this chapter, arise. And shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Um, The Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light. Light attracts. You know, it says nations will come to that light. You know, people will come to you when you are shining, when you have arisen. People, it's like a magnet. Light is like a magnet, and, and it, it will attract. So how, how can we live in that um, arising and shining? Um, first of all, um, Pastor Jonathan last week, he, he was talking about um, love. Jesus is love, and so are we to love other people. Um, and when we know the love, that God has for us, for you. When you, when you realize how much what he thinks about you, that will make you arise. That will make you standing up. So what does God think about you? He thinks you're fabulous. I know it's my word. I always say fabulous. But God thinks you are amazing. God thinks you are incredible. God looks at you and he, he, he wants you to be with him. He, he, he's, he's singing over you. He loves you. He thinks you are incredible. Some of you think I'm not. 
you are. His, his truth is that he loves you. That do you love him? Enough to go and arise. That's a, a little bit of a challenge there. And then Pastor John was talking about 1 Corinthians 13. And I'm going to read it out. I'm going to kind of a little bit amend, amend it again, what we did last week. Love is patient, it says there, as you can see. But let's just put something next to it and say, love is patient towards others. Love is kind towards others. It does not envy others. It does not boast. We can say it. We can, it, it does not boast. It is not proud towards others. Next one. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs towards others. You know, that, that is the love. You know, we can say Jesus is love and, and he is. Jesus does not delight in evil. But do we not delight in evil? We need to, we need to place it. To, we need to make it our own and, and just say, okay, do I delight in evil? Do I fancy to do something what is not from God? Or do I rejoice with the truth? Is my love kind? Is my love patient? You know, we need to, to, to put it in our own words and to share it with others. And it's a bit of a challenge. That's, um, but we like challenges, don't we? We do. <laughs> yes, we do. So it, here it really does say, like, for others is our love patient. For others is our love kind. And then... Um, when, when we kind of know the love of God, you know, we are able to go and arise because his love is so, I want to say it's thick, but you can't really say thick. It's so, so, so incredible, sorry. I'm not English, by the way, so if my English is a bit weird, then sorry. But his love is so amazing that will make you um, arise also, his love, and I really had this, this, this thing from God, love breaks open every prison door. You know, it breaks. It's so strong. It's so, so strong. It's like this force, what we were saying. It's like, bam, that, that love is, is incredible. And I can share a little bit of a story about myself. When I came to England eight years ago, I wasn't really with God. I knew God, but quite far away. And uh, he was a father, but I didn't really know what a father was um, because of different circumstances. But when I came to England, I was placed in a family and they just loved me. No matter how I looked like, I couldn't even speak the, the language. I couldn't do, I, I couldn't. But his love broke my heart completely. It took away the change. It took away everything. And then... I started to see, wow, God loves me. That is, it was incredible. And that love, and that's actually where I wanted to go. When love breaks in, victory breaks out. You understand? Yeah, it's really like when, when you receive the love of God, when you receive his incredible love, and I can't say enough, victory will break out. 
I'm here standing with you. Eight years ago, I would never talk about that. But how can I stand here and talk stand here and talk with you like I'm doing now because I received that love from others and they they were patient with me they were gentle with me they were until it frustrated them like you know it's like I I was pushing boundaries constantly you don't really think I can but I I really could I was like no I'm not having it you know yeah it's really like I, I did so many things that I shouldn't actually be doing but you know, love doesn't look at that. Love conquers all. It looks, it looks above. It looks beyond. It looks beyond what you've done or what you are doing, actually. Love causes you to just be. You know? And a lot of times, I had this conversation with, the other day with somebody. You know, we can be so busy doing stuff. We can be so busy, like, do, getting our security in our doing. I'm talking to myself too here. <laughs> but our security is in the love of God. Yes. It's not in what we do. It's in who you are. Yes. And that is the foundation of actually living um, in victory. So the result of love is victory. When you love and love and love, it will always lead you into victory. When you receive the love of God, it will always lead you into victory. And I had a little bit of a, of a funny um, picture. Um, you know when you, when you are baking a cake, you've got uh, one ingredient. Sorry, I'm not very good in baking. But I know that you have a few ingredients. And you put it all together in a bowl. You mix it together. And it's a process to get it mixed, to get it all proper, properly done, blah, 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 blah. You put it in the oven, it takes half an hour or an hour or two hours, whatever cake it is, and then it's a beautiful cake. You know, that's the same with love, you know. It is, love has all different aspects, has all different things together. You put all these things together and you get victory. Do you understand? And it really is like, don't just take one thing of love, don't just be gentle but keep wrongs of the others it is all of the scripture and that will lead you into victory so it is it is um it is both um i just need a drink otherwise that will be Hmm. so why do why does god want us um to live in victory because that is his plan you know it's his plan he doesn't want us to live unloved. He doesn't want you to live unloved. And he doesn't want your neighbor to live unloved. He wants that we all live in victory. And, and I know it from myself. It's not easy sometimes to love the, the person next to you who irritates you the most. You know? It is when you're close to each other. It's like, how am I going to do it? I know we all have re- reactions and... But you know what? God's ultimate plan for you is to let him love you and love the other person. It says, like, the greatest command is to love one another as Jesus has loved you. You know, that is the key. And then we come to um, 1 John, actually. 1 John 4. I have it here. It says uh, 1 John... Oh, actually, 3. 1 John 3. 
Um, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Jesus Christ has laid down his life for you. And, then, and now we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. It's a laying down. You know, a laying down of who we are. Consider the other person higher than yourself. And that is how Jesus showed love to each one of us. He laid his, his life down for you. Why? He didn't want you to go to hell and suffer. He has a loving heart. He wants us to receive that love. He laid it down. So are we, so are you, so as is me, so are me. No? So am I, am I, thank you. So am I to lay down my life for the people next to me. Um, and then it says here, if anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? It's not just to say, I love you, or to say, oh, uh, whatever, just pat him on the back and that's it. Laying down your life means your life is not your own. And whatever you have, whatever you, you can give to the other, if somebody needs a coat, you're going to give him two coats or you're going to give him none? You know, these are the challenges. How far do we give? How far is, is, is my giving towards others? And also, we don't need to give money. It's about what well, it says here. It's about our possessions. How, how much am I keeping tight of my possessions? How much do I love my, my coats? And how much do I not want to give it to the other? It's, it's all these challenges that we have. That's how much, how much are we giving? And to, to be honest, I'm just going to be a bit funny now. This morning and the last Sundays, the students who have been coming here, their, their heart is just giving like giving, giving. And I just want to thank you for actually all the students because it's incredible. Their, their whole week they have been doing stuff and they come here and they lay it all out. And, and also not just the students, there are people here who are here half past eight, quarter past eight and just really give, give, give. And I love it because it unites, it builds up, it strengthens. And sometimes if somebody isn't well or whatever, you know, we could come on, we encourage each other and we build each other up. So, yes, that was aside. Um, also, his love. And we all know the scripture in um, 1 John verse 4, verse 18. Oh, it's a bit further down. It says, love drives out fear. You know... Actually, we were singing it this morning, and I was a little bit scared to come up here and talk to you. But then I, we were singing something like his, his love, something like that was a line in, in the song. I was like, oh, thank you so much. I don't need to be afraid. Like, it's, it's a load just gets lifted off you because in his love, we don't need to. We don't fail. Yes, we do things wrong, but we can get up again, and and uh, we can go. So, God wants you to live fearlessly. Yes. You know, without fear. And when you arise and when you shine, we don't need to have this fear. Oh, what do people think about me? It doesn't mean that you're gonna be like, 
uh, all floaty and funny and shouting and whatever. No. It's, there is also a seriousness about it. But his love is fearless. So should we, so, so should I. I should live like a lion who is fearless, who just roars and goes for it. And no matter what other people say, I am going for it. And I've learned that so much in my life because um, I can tell you lots of stories I won't. But um, I, in my life, I've um, been put down so many times by different people, by people I don't know. I could actually, if I, if I didn't look up to England, I think I would have still been living in that life because there... It, it was just so, so, so hard, actually. But I came here, and the love, it just, it just broke, and it broke, and it broke. And it's, yeah, incredible. So that's fearless. Um, also, this is also an, uh, an, uh, a one. God love, God's love compels us. You know, it compels us to go. You know, if, you, if we have received the full gift, and we will never receive the full gift because it is un, you can't measure it. You can't, you can't measure the love. But if you've received some of the love, you cannot sit still and you cannot do nothing because his love is, he wants you to go. His love is like that person on the street, my neighbor, my, my family, you know, they need the love of God. And it's not always in talk or it's not always in words, but it's with showing action by loving the one. You know, because God wants the people who don't know God, he wants them to know him. You know, maybe some of you don't know God. The, the, the greatest thing God wants for you that you get to know him. He wants, he, he wants that you get to know him because he's good, he's love, he's amazing, he's incredible. And yes, out there, there are a lot of people who are saying God is not good or God is not love because of why this happened, why that happened. You know, some of the things in my life, I don't understand why God did that. But I know God is good. I know God is love, no matter what. And, and when God, when you have that revelation, you will go, we, we will go and arise and shine. So another thing, sorry, I have some of the bullet points, so I'm just going to, that keeps my mind on track, actually, and not wander off. Um, so yes, how can we see victory in other people? Where does it start? What, what happens? What needs to happen until we see victory in other one of the things it needs to start in our hearts. It needs to start with the love of God in our heart, and that will compel us to pray. And what Pastor Jonathan was already saying, prayer, talking to God, is, is an important part of seeing victory in other people's lives. Prayer moves mountains. Prayer prepares the way for people. Prayer is, is, is such... It's, it's the key, and, and we all know it, that prayer, prayer is important. But I, I'm, I'm getting challenged. When do I really, really pray for my neighbor? When, when do I really, really pray for, for, the, for, for my family, actually? I know when I go this afternoon to, uh, to Holland, you know, my family, not everybody is a Christian. But, but 
what can I do to, to help them walking in the victory that I'm walking in? No, I need to pray. I need to get on my knees. And I need to cry out to God. And I need to, I need to, to let him come in. To, I need to let him come in their lives. And how, how, that, how that will happen is I pray, I pray, I prepare the way. And I, I was talking with somebody the other day as well. Like, what do we do when we pray? Are we just nagging God all the time? You know, are we saying, come on, God, I'm fed up. Or are we, going to, oh, are we speaking in faith? Like, are we speaking that person needs to know God? You know, are we speaking something what we don't see yet? But that what God has said will come to pass. It says in, um, in Isaiah 51... 55, so is my word. Okay, sorry, I'll just read the whole scripture. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. You know, when God speaks, that is, it's when he says something that is it it will not return empty and god does speak he speaks to you in, through his words he speaks through you in his um in his mind i had the other day this is a kind of a personal thing what god said to me but i can share it to you um, i was a bit i was i was just praying and then i was kind of um saying oh god i don't want this dude yeah and then he said to me, Andrea, don't live in 2017. Live in 2018. God wants you to live now. God doesn't want you to live in the past. You know, he doesn't want you to live your old life. He wants you to live in the now. And I was like, yes, I need to arise in that. God, I've dealt with so many things in 2017, but it's gone. You know, your old life is gone. It says that in uh, 1 John as well, your old life is gone, the new your new life has come. Amen. Amen, amen. Um, that doesn't mean it's the end. Um, sorry, when I say amen. Sorry. Um, okay. Um, in John, are you, are you here? Are you like, you're getting something? Okay. Mm. Because we're going to actually do in in five minutes, we're going to do something. Because this message is actually not for us, it's for the people who who need um, God. But another one, why does God want you to live in victory? Because um, he wants you to bear fruit. You can't, we can't bear fruit if we're not living in victory. You know, he, his plan for us, is to, to, to let him come in us so he can be revealed to others. You know, we are a mirror. Sometimes we are the only Bible that people are, are seeing, are meeting. You know, God wants himself to be revealed, himself to be revealed through us. And in um, John, it says, um, John 15, verse 16, you did not chose, choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. 
So whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So do we see like God chose you first? It's not because I chose him and then he chose me. He chose me. He chose you first. He loved you first. But I chose you, he says, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. What could this fruit be? It could be different things for different people. Fruit could be to help the other, to, to give an arm, to give a hug, or to, to, to do something for the other. It can be, be standing here and, and saying something to people. But it doesn't mean when you say bear fruit that you will be ministering or talking to people. Bearing fruit is the little things. The little things in life, they matter. So a la, a, like an arm around somebody or, you know, something that, that just makes a difference for people. So that is, he has appointed you. He has appointed you to bear fruit. Can you just nut your neighbor and just say, he has appointed you to bear fruit. Amen. Um, another one. Why should no, another thing? Why we should live in victory for others? I wrote this on the internet, or I read it. Sorry. Nobody wants you to go to heaven more than God. Nobody loves you more than God. Nobody's on your side more than God, and nobody is saying better things about you than God. You know, you, we are so, so loved. And God wants you to prosper and to, to, to flourish and to bear fruits. But first, we also have to receive um, his love. Um, okay, so we're going to do something now. Because otherwise, um, yeah, it's fine. Okay. Have we all seen this? Yeah? This is... Um, I'm actually going to hand it out because I would like everybody to have one. And just give it through your rose. Because this is a tool that we can use to see victory in other people's lives. And sometimes we need to be reminded of this. I've got this one in my Bible already. We've, we, as King of Faith, we made this one at the beginning of this year. So I've got here one. And um, it says, win the one. Yes. It's about people who, who don't know God, who don't know Jesus. And what we were just hearing, prayer is a really important part for people to come to God because it prepares the way. So it says, win the one. Person, couple, family, or household. This is a daily prayer for their salvation. So the first uh, one is pray that the Father will draw them to himself. You know, this is a guide how we can pray for people. Pray that the Father will draw them to himself. This is also a scripture reference. And then bind the spirit that blinds their minds, eyes to the truth. I will explain this a little bit. What this means, bind the spirit. Some people have some, we could say like bad spirits in them. They have, they got that from something, maybe witchcraft or, you know, sometimes um, 
People have this. We all know. But to, when we pray, we need to bind that. We need to come on. <laughs> you know, bind is that. And then throw it out. It says here, release the spirit of wisdom. These, these, the, the, the things that has blinded their minds, we need to throw it out and then release what is right. So we throw out the beds, we release the right thing. We release the spirit of wisdom and revelation over them. And then pray for deep conviction that leads to repentance. You know, that everybody who, who wants to know Jesus, you know, we need to repent. We need to get on our knees and we need to realize that we have been wrong. We've done wrong. And not everybody has done like so many things wrong, but some people have done like a whole list wrong, you know. But when we pray, we prepare the way. You know, we clear out all these things, like what has been going wrong, and then release the spirit of faith to cross over from death to life. You know, that is, that is our daily, that should be our daily prayer. So, and then it says here, the people I'm speaking alive over to be saved in 2018, there are three lines where you can uh, write um, a name for. And I've written, actually, at the moment, one name, but it's a name and a family, so it's actually four names. But, you know, I'm praying this over over them, over, it's, it's one of my, it's my sister-in-law. I'm praying it over her because prayer is so important. It, it, what I, I know, I'm keeping repeating myself, but it prepares the way for them to come, to come to salvation. And I want to see my sister-in-law meet with Jesus like I've done. And that is how I, how I can, I will see her one day in victory. Well, you know, I'm speaking faith right now. I'm not seeing it yet, but I will see it. And I am going to see it. Better, like, it doesn't matter. Maybe tomorrow, but maybe in 10 years. But keep on praying. Keep, never, never, never stop. Because God never gives up. Okay? So, um, as, as you saw, maybe, um, we're going to take communion in a minute. And... Um, with this communion, um, we, we take it normally for ourselves. So we take it as, um, as a, okay, Jesus, you died for me. But I would like to shift a little bit your mindset. Actually, Rory, would be great if, oh, there you are. If you can just start to play. Actually, I would like to worship uh, when, when we're going to take communion. We're not going to come forward. You're going to stay in your rows. And um, we're going to take this communion on behalf of the people on these cards. So we need to kind of be active and write some stuff on the cards. And if you, if you don't know God, or if you, you, know, if you don't really know what, what to do with it, if you don't understand it, just pass the communion by. It's okay. But just sit there and just receive the love of God. But if you are, if you do know God, and if you, if you know, if you see the value of praying, just write the names on here. And when we're going to take communion in a minute, just take it. Because they will take it one day.
on behalf of them. Speak life over them. Pray over them. Declare who God is over them, who they are in God, even if they don't know yet. And the children are coming fabulous so they can uh, take communion as well. But just think for a minute now. For who do you want to take communion? And just write it on the bookmark. come by and maybe you can stand maybe you don't don't have to stand we just pray and take communion on behalf of whoever needs to know God thank you father thank you Jesus Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com.